Who's who's Soldier Boy's best friend? You. It- you. It's <laughs> a great joke. <laughs> Sophisticated humor around here at present. Yep. Yep. That's right. That's right. Lifting the brows higher and higher. <laughs> so high, they get low you. again. You. You. All right. Let's talk. <laughs> Let's talk Predator. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Jesus. Got you, motherfucker. Killed you. Fuck. Jesus. You killed a pig. What the? Do you think you could have found something bigger? Yeah, fuck you, Roger. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Welcome to Predator Minute, the podcast that breaks down the 1987 action sci-fi classic Predator one minute at a time. I'm John Zabriskie. And I'm Soldier Boy. I mean, Jeff Glover. <laughs> you! <laughs> you! You! <laughs> and today we're talking minute 59 of the 87 action sci-fi classic Predator. Minute 59 opens with Mac. Mac! Mac! Wrestling and stabbing and ends with hmm. Dutch taking a look at... This he is wrestling and stabbing here, isn't oh, he? Yeah, he's, he's he's giving it his all. He's he's not uh, gonna go down without a fight with whatever's yeah. attacking him. We get a we finally reached kind of a a famous scene in this movie. This is one of those mm-hmm. that I feel like people remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll get into it in a moment. But yeah, we we're gonna add a one more tick to the kill count. Mm-hmm. 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 We're going to, we're going to finally update that. It's been a few minutes. It so has. we'll see if we're going to slot this in the, uh, good guy category, the bad guy character. Yeah. Sorry, the bad guy category, or just like the ultimate bad guy. And just, this is the end of the movie. Maybe <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and oh <my> credits. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to uh, recap what's happening here in the first part of the minute, Jeff? Sure. So we left off in the last minute with some chaos. Uh, there was people shouting, running through the woods. Um, and at the very end of the minute, we... Where are you? Where are you? <laughs> and so a large uh, creature flew up over that log and mm-hmm. landed on Mac and... Mac. And Mac. And Mac went down with it. And so at the beginning of this minute, we uh, carry over and we see Mac wrestling with this large creature in the dark. We're mm-hmm. unsure what it is at this point. And then he unleashes some stabbing fury. Oh, Ooh, takes out that stab, knife. Stab, stab. He really gets after it. Mm-hmm. Uh, while this is happening, the team is yelling his name. Uh, Mac. Mac. Uh, and they're all trying to find him. And he continues to stab the creature multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the team comes up and they look down and see that Mac is there, not with the predator, not mm. with a human, but mm. with a wild pig. Ah. Hmm. Hmm. And then we get some dialogue, which we'll get to, I think in a moment, probably, huh? Yeah. But what, what's your takeaway from seeing all this in the dark stabbing? Yeah. Well, I think this is a pretty effective sequence. Uh, it makes me think back to when I first watched this movie and uh, I didn't know what was going on here. Like mm-hmm. I thought it, it might be the predator. And so it's pretty effective in sort of disguising what he's doing. Talking about the knife stabs, 
We get mm-hmm. some real, it's like a real horror movie style, like almost like a slasher flick, him bringing that knife down over and over and you see the blood sort of flying off the blade. Yeah, it's like psycho style with like... Yes, yes. Yeah. I was going to say some movies that, that came to mind watching that was sure. like Psycho, any of the early 80s slashers, you know, Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. It made me actually think of The Burning. I don't know if you're familiar with The Burning. No, I don't know The Burning. It's an early 80s kind of Friday 13th ripoff because it's like a, a bunch of camp kids at a camp that get murdered. But mm-hmm. the the killer doesn't actually use a machete knife. He uses like a big pair of like pruning shears. Oof. Yeah, pretty gnarly. But there's a bunch of scenes where the shears sort of fly up into the frame of the camera and you see blood flying off the shears. And it just made me think of that as we were watching yeah. this, this clip. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason I'm, I was thinking of Psycho was uh, just how how well um i can't think of him how well hitchcock was uh not showing the knife going into the body in his right. movie in the shower scene and the same thing here you see it going down and up and you see the blood much like you saw in psycho but uh instead you're not seeing anything make contact it's all with the sound effects and the screaming of whatever he's stabbing and um just yeah that violent violent arm motion yeah and like in psycho you see the arm come up, you know, and, and the and the hands holding the knife, and it kind of pauses mm-hmm. there for a moment. And I feel like we get that same effect mm. where you see Mac's hand come up, and it sort of waits for half a second, and then you know deliberately comes back down again. And we yeah. see that happen a couple times in, in a real deliberate motion. And part of that is maybe just Mac is wrestling and he's keeping his hand there to get full momentum in his stab. Mm-hmm. It's also, I think, a creative choice so that we get a nice, clear shot of that knife sitting up there in the moonlight with the blood flying off of it before it comes back down again. Mm -hmm. But some good special effects there. I like it. Yeah, really, really good uh, stabbing special effects. Uh, And it kind of leads into what John McTiernan calls some bad special effects in the, um, the pig, the creature he ends up stabbing that we see under the flashlight when Panchito and the others find him. Oh, he didn't like the pig. Yeah. He didn't like the pig Mm. in the, hang on, uh, in the commentary, he just is mentioning how unreal the pig looks. He says, are you kidding me? That pig is so unreal. He's (laughs) he's comparing it to the scorpion. Keep in mind the scorpion in the movie, they actually killed. Yeah. That was a real creature, (laughs) real creature. They killed. So it was like, no pigs were harmed in the making of this movie, but scorpions were definitely killed, smushed. Right. Uh, see, I think I'm looking at it right now. I think the pig looks pretty believable. I mean, I obviously, it looks, it's not real, yeah. but uh, looks like a pig that's been stabbed to death to me. <laughs> it's like jiggling around. It's doing the whole yeah, <laughs> like was that called when it's like the post mortem or something like that, where right, like, like the, the body spasms. still twitches? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, and there's like Freaky. guts like falling out of it. Like I think it's pretty effective. And with the darkness, you know, yeah. it's always good to have effects like this in the dark because it kind of hides, mm-hmm. you know, some of the features that might not look so real. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I disagree with you, John McTiernan. I think it looks pretty good. I think it looks great. It once again reminds me of the Princess Bride ROUS's the mm-hmm. rodents of unusual size. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, wonderful Man, special effects. Looking creature, at this yeah. again, I forgot we also get that slow motion stab. Mm-hmm. Did you mm-hmm. notice that? Yeah, it comes up kind oh, of yeah. in slow motion with the blood flying off. And that's very much like a early 80s slasher trope. That mm. slow motion 
stab. Yeah, John McTiernan with the the slasher love. Love it. Yeah, yeah. So we were all duped. It was not the predator. It's not a person. It's just a pig. What Mm -hmm. do we, uh, do we have anything to say about uh, Max continued sort of downward spiral here? I mean, what do you think this kind of says about where he's at uh, in terms of his mental well-being? I I think he's, he's definitely further cracking because Panchito shines the flashlight says, Jesus, killed a, killed a pig. (laughs) He says, Jesus, you killed a pig. And then all the while Mac is saying, got you, got you, motherfucker, killed you, you, you fucker. And he's just kind of talking to himself over this body. I I think Mac has to realize this isn't it as they're shining the flashlight on it. But then, yeah, when yeah. Panchito when Panchito kind of ribs him, saying, "Do you think you could have found something bigger?" Then Mac kind of snaps out a little bit and says, "Yeah, well, fuck you, Pancho, fuck you." Right. That's when Just he kind of little... comes back to it. But you got to think that, like, in, under normal circumstances, you would know pretty quick that this thing jumping on you is an animal, right? Mm-hmm. But I think he must have snapped into some sort of, you know, mental. I don't know, fugue state or something where mm-hmm. he was just all he was feeling was revenge and anger and self-defense perhaps, and mm-hmm. just went into a fury of stabs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think this, I mean, the, that's what this is about, right? This is supposed to illustrate where Mac is at and really where he's headed. Um, and yeah, he's not doing so well. He's not doing well at all. Um, and you, I, I feel for him. I start to feel for him more right. and more because at first you're thinking if he thinks this is the predator, he's probably having some kind of catharsis. He's having some kind of stress release here as mm-hmm. everything's coming out and he's <laughs> stabbing this, uh, oh, this, this poor woeful pig who stumbled into their camp. <laughs> on the the wrong <laughs> night this poor pig man <laughs> <This> poor pig. <laughs> took like the most violent of the deaths so far in my opinion like imagine you know that, like, that hawkins goes out with a single slash and right. blaine goes out with a blast to the chest and, and this pig is not dying it's twitching still afterwards so it's you know it's it's taken a while to kill it and just brutal up close stab 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 yeah imagine like the pig's perspective he's just out at night (laughs) just looking for you know some small animals or vegetation i don't know what pigs eat but you know and he comes across some guy (laughs) with a giant knife (laughs) and the pig's instinct is ah i got a fight or flight right jesus he just ran into the wrong camp Oh. <laughs> do you, last couple of things before we move on, but do you think Mac was going to cut Blaine's name into into this pig? <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that, that'd be pretty gnarly. That was that was his promise last minute. Was going to cut your name. Into That's him. right. Yeah. Mm. Oh, dude, that would have been. What if the team had come up on him and he's like in a state of psychosis, just carving <laughs> the name into the, the pig? Yeah. Oh, the B and the A would be kind of hard because they have like the circles within them, you know. <laughs> right. Everything else is pretty much straight lines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe he'd That's, do the yeah. the carving letters like all made out of straight lines, like you'd put in a desk at school. Ah, uh, yeah, just like all gnarly looking. Like, yeah. I think my last part before we move on here is just a little foreshadowing 
I mean, we stretch this because it's minute by minute. But looking at Mac's death, if you remember forward to when Mac is killed, he also has that post-death twitch going oh, on. Oh, ooh, uh, good. That's that's one I was thinking about a lot, like with all the foreshadowing that goes on, how you could kind of joke around that there's hints towards how they're going to die. I don't know how Hawkins was foreshadowed. Some people online say it's the pussy jokes and like someone, you know, opens a great big opening in him then like mm. the whole, why'd you say it twice? Yeah. Cause of the echo. Yeah. 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 A little bit of a stretch, but okay. A little stretch. Yeah. Blaine says, you know, I ain't got time to bleed. I ain't got time to bleed. Mm. And then later on his wounds all cauterized and he's not bleeding. Oh, right. Huh. Uh, Dylan with the right arm. Um, the whole handshake Dylan. deal and that Dylan, Dylan. <laughs> That's, and that the, the right arm is what's blown off during his death scene. Um, right. Okay. Is the handshake bicep. Epic You're... handshake. Dylan. You son of a bitch. Yeah, you're, right. I'm, uh, I'm writing you're, the paper on this. You're convincing me. Yeah, you're you're putting together your uh, thesis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll spy Panchito and Billy later on because they have they basically die about what ten seconds apart or something. Yeah, hilariously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's like Billy screams in like the next second. It's Panchito's going out. Anyway. Anything um, else for you for the last uh for that first part? Well, we uh we didn't get into the dialogue. Did we want to talk the about what they say here? Sure. Um I mean, we could do a read if we want to. <laughs> sure. How about uh I'll be you be Mac and I'll be Ponchito. Jesus. Oh, wait, no, wait, you're no, Ponchito. No, no. You're you're Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And start over. Okay. Jesus. Got you, motherfucker. Killed you. You fucking... Jesus, you killed a pig. What the? (laughs) (laughs) Do you think you could have found something bigger? Yeah, well, fuck you, Pancho. Fuck you. (laughs) And then Billy. (laughs) 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 Fuck you! (laughs) Maybe the Predator's having a laugh there, too, because the Predator just can't help but see the humor. Like, oh, that's pretty funny. Right, right. He's just watching from above. All right, yeah. good. We, we, you know, we can't pass up a little dialogue without doing a read. Sure. Yeah, yeah. it's a little good back and forth. And uh, something I always appreciate is when they use each other's names, which is pretty rare in this movie for anybody who's not Dutch, I think, to use that's someone true. else's name. Yeah, that's And true. here's uh, Max saying Poncho's name. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll, well, I'll, I'll create, I'll, I'm gonna, I was planning on creating a diagram later on, like one of those kind of like multi-pointed star diagrams where you have like the seven points and like who's actually – talking to who but who's actually using each other's names too i'm interested to see that kind of mm. diagram what that'll look like i think it's going to be like very dutch heavy and right along with the names n- not a lot of people are saying each other's names i'm interested to see that that's a new level of uh nerdiness i like it yeah yeah, yeah good, good. <laughs> like like the nerd stuff me have too. to post that to the palapa if you get that together. yeah uh-huh. definitely have to post that well does that bring us to the second part of the minute yeah, let's go to the second part. Okay. So here we have uh, Billy laughing it up as we just uh, perfectly imitated. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mac, Mac, Mac is looking up at the group uh, as Dutch asks, where's the girl? Mm-hmm. And uh, Dylan says, oh, shit. And the team runs uh, back through the jungle towards back, back towards where Anna Anna 
um, is hanging out and uh, <laughs> they have quick conversations here about why is no one watching her and they get back there and she's still sitting there mm-hmm. and Panchito asks, why didn't she try to get away? And Dutch says, look at her. She's scared <laughs> out of her mind. <laughs> um, and yeah, and they're just, yeah, go ahead. No, so, so what we are to believe is that the whole team ran over there and upon coming back, Anna, Anna is uh, still in the exact same position. So what do we think, what are, what are we to glean from this? Is she just scared out of her mind and doesn't want to move? Do you think she saw the predator and doesn't want to move? Curious well, what your thoughts are. That's a good question are. about yeah. what she's seeing. Um, I think she's, this is definitely building further evidence that these are not people she's working with. Otherwise, right. she would have, you know, tried to make a run for it or maybe... If to build Dylan's argument that it was some of her people, well, that wouldn't make sense either. <laughs> it's like it's a big pig and Max stabbed it to death, not right. the people. So um, I think to further strengthen her case that she's not having anything to do with the uh, outside attacker. Uh, she's not moving. She's not calling out. She's not trying to set up or set off any other flares for signals or anything like that. Yeah. I think there's uh, like just some practical reasons too, right? Like her hands mm-hmm. are bound. It's yep. the middle of the night. She has no supplies. Right. Um, if she was to run, like what is she really going to do? How far would she mm-hmm. actually get? How would she stay? Al- Even if she did manage to get away from them, now she's just in the middle of the jungle with nothing. Um, so there might be a, a piece of her mind that's like, I actually have a better chance of living if I stay here. Um, sure. And then on top of that, like she is all in on believing that there's a supernatural presence out there and that's scaring her too. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think there's a lot of good reasons why she stays where she is. Yeah. I mean, she's surrounded by armed protection. Right. One way or the other as a, either a prisoner or by, or as someone who might be on their side, hopefully fingers crossed if they can just decipher that she's not part of the threat that she can help them survive possibly. Right. And uh, at the very end of the minute, we get uh, another line from Billy. So still not Billy's last line of the movie, right? Yeah, he's just going to keep talking. So I'm, I'm going to shut up about him having a last line. <laughs> he, he calls from afar saying, Major, you better take a look at this. Major, you better take a look at this. Oh, that was a good one. Good Billy. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Billy and Dutch both point their flashlights down at something as the minute ends. We don't see it and they don't see it yet. 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 So but, uh, you got some notes here on the score for this. Yeah, just, uh, a, just a little bit as the team is hustling around to, to different parts. Like It's kind of like this really tiny squad of people at this point, right? Three of them, mm-hmm. Ponchito, Dutch, and Dylan are kind of run around like like a bunch of bumblebees or something like that. Like, oh, Mac's yelling. Let's all go yell. Let's all go see what Mac is yelling at. Oh, Mac, you're so silly. Then they, oh, when you check on Anna, like hilariously, they're like running over to where <laughs> to where Anna is now. Right. And then, you know, Billy says, you better look at this. Like, oh, let's go look over what Billy found. <laughs> just, <laughs> just keep running around like these little like three flashlights you can imagine in the dark from like the predator's perspective, probably just laughing his butt off. Right. Just a if bunch that's of what like- he's doing, if he's, you know, maybe he's observing, maybe he's not even there. Like yeah. He's doing something else. Yeah, mm. they don't really give us an indication of what he's up to right now, do they? No, they uh, don't. We can only assume he might be, he's either watching from afar or maybe he's catching a little shut eye up in his uh, 
up in the tree somewhere or something. Yeah, he's like, could you keep it down? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he wakes up like, what's that squealing? Who's killing a fucking pig? Yeah. What's that flare in the sky? Because you have to yeah, imagine right. a flare yeah. going off is going to like basically burn his retinas if we know that he has that oh, thermal yeah. vision. That flare is like white hot. That's yeah. going to... It's like when you're wearing night vision goggles, you know, as you usually do, mm-hmm. and then someone turns on the lights in the middle of the room, and you're like, um, I'm blind. The goggles do nothing. My eyes, the goggles do nothing. I'm blind. <laughs> you know, uh, like. I've never done the whole goggles thing, but it, I'm curious what that looks like when someone turns on the lights. And that has to be what the predator's seeing, I would imagine, if he's watching from afar or up close. Right. You would get just like a whiteout. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, this final scene from Silence of the Lambs when the Buffalo Bills wearing those night vision goggles. Yeah, mm. I, I, I never really saw the whole movie all the way through. <gasps> really? Come on, you know me. Like, <laughs> I stand, I sit still to watch that kind of movie. No way. Oh, the suspense man, that, itself would just be like taking me over in the credits opening. That movie's oh. so good. Oh, so yeah, good. Yeah. Everybody likes it. Just one of the few movies tense. that that swept like the big four categories from the Oscars. Yeah, best actor, actress, director, and picture, I believe. Ooh, yeah. Wow. And also a rare horror movie that gets a nod from the Oscars. That doesn't happen. Very yeah, often. that's yeah. like horror movies and comedies don't usually have the love but don't you feel like the oscars should have like a best comedy category i think that'd be cool i think i think they should because they're i mean there's a lot of crap comedies but there's got to be a a handful every year that might fall into that category you know i don't know yeah and nowadays it's all like the independent stuff that's what's going to win it's like the the few really good not few but like when like a few really good comedians come together you know, yeah. from like a podcasting background or from like just an improv background and they put together some passion project. Yeah, that usually ends up being right. heartfelt and smart. Or something like The Big Lebowski, you know, that's mm. an absolute classic and hilarious at, in every scene, but doesn't get mm-hmm. award nods because it's a comedy, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. But in hindsight, I think a lot of people would give it awards. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, kind of like we'll, Predator. Is that was that where we're going with this? Yeah, Predator we need should a, have swept the eighty-seven awards: best actor, best actress, a host of supporting actor right. nominations and wins, uh, like best, tie them all. Best score, best score, best, easy. Best picture, best best director, best special effects. If you remember, right. it did not win best special effects. It lost to the movie Inner Space, where they inject oh. Dennis Quaid into. Martin yeah. Short's butt. I mean that that's that has some good special effects. Joe Dante. All right, but it did but it's it's it's. it's I think we we talked about or at least I probably moaned about this a long time ago about how it's essentially just the uh, what is it called the Incredible Journey? Is that the one where they mm-hmm. go inside the human body and it's just it's just been done. It's been it, done. It's I, I guess with updated graphics is pretty cool, but yeah, and I imagine <laughs> a lot of that is probably. Oh, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, I'm okay. Here. I imagine a lot of the special effects in inner space, I don't know, because uh, I haven't researched this, but it, it feels like there's probably a lot of green screen there. With the- yes, I'm, I'm picturing like a lot of green screen, like things happening in the background, but it's like they're all standing in front of a green screen while they're showing like a, a blown up version of whatever they're seeing or through the green screens of yeah. their windows. But this is like, Predator is like such a, it's such an awesome amalgamation of like, some special effects, but so many on set effects and so many things they're having to figure out for the first time. Yeah. It's really a shame that 
right? It's, it's not getting its due. Um, and I think it's like we're talking about, it's because it's more of uh, a horror movie. Yeah. It's more it's of like a, a genre specific exactly, movie. Exactly. It's a genre film. It just got yeah. lumped into other Arnold movies from the 80s, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, at least it got a nomination nod, right? At least, yeah. at least there's that. Yeah, yeah. At least nominate and maybe retroactively switch the awards around because that's how it works. The moral of the story is the Oscars were often wrong. <laughs> yeah, the, the Oscars love a good drama or Ugh, period piece. They do. Like a lot of stuff that I unfortunately will not be watching. <laughs> there's so many. If you look back at the list of best pictures from like the last 30 years, there's so many of those movies that like you'll never watch more than once, mm-hmm. you know, like who, who sits down and is like, I'm going to pop in driving Miss Daisy. Oh. <laughs> God. Like, Did that one, the Oscar, that one, that one best picture oh. over, uh, do the right thing. Oh man. Directed by Spike Lee. And then, and like, Forrest Gump, okay, Forrest Gump is like, I got nostalgia for that movie, but that beat out Pulp Fiction for Best Picture. And I'm like... Yeah, I think that's one of the big robberies that people still lament. Yeah. Come on, people. To this day. Yeah. Yeah, the moral of the story is also just don't put much stock in the Oscars. Like, uh, right, they're always yeah. talking about on F this movie. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and this year, like this last year, Green Book? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it! We're talking about stabbing a lot, and it made me think of Arnold in, Ter- in Terminator when he's like stabbing weapons. When he's talking about the things that the Terminator, the T one thousand, can turn into. Oh yeah, right. T two, yeah, and T two, and he's like, you know, metal. Yeah, the kid asks, "Why doesn't he just turn himself into a bomb and blow us all up?" He cannot form complex machines, but he can form stabbing weapons. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, that was just sitting in my head. I had to get it out. <laughs> it's all good. It's probably what Arnold's thinking. He's thinking, oh, man, I threw away a good knife earlier in the movie. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, stick around. Stick around. Stick around. Oh, damn it. Exactly. Where's my knife? It's stuck around in a pole, uh, in a palapa. Uh, oh, man, I think we went way off the field after I started talking about the score from them running place to place. Oh, yeah. But the score is a reminder. It was made by Alan Silvestri. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the xylophoning is heavy as the run place to place. Uh, oh, the xylophones yeah. being really heavy. That That's very reminiscent of Back to the Future for me. Yes. The ding, ding, ding. Yeah. 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 Very Back to the Future. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It fits the scene. Yeah. And I already talked John McTiernan commentary about him, um, at least talking about how unreal the pig looked compared right. to right other effects in the movie. But uh, he's just con- he's just in general talking about his love of foreign film, how when people are talking in a foreign language, he prefers doing that without subtitles and letting the audience try to figure that out. Mm. Uh, and... He says that movies are much closer to music than the theater, which I thought was really interesting. It be, you can't really do a lot of probably foreign language without subtitles in the theater. I've never really seen that. You could right. you know, act your way through it, but uh, a movie can add so much more, especially like in terms of music, in terms of lighting that's dynamic. Yeah, that is interesting. Like you can you yeah. can ev- evoke a feeling that will get across the message that you're mm-hmm. wanting to get across um, without necessarily knowing exactly what the person is saying. That's uh, I'll give McTernan that one. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And uh, I think the last 
last last thing I have is the script difference is that mm. in the script, Mac and Ponchito, Mac, Mac. Mac. Uh, they actually call the pig Dylan because <laughs> they just, they're just so mean to Dylan in the script. Like everybody is because he's a total outsider. He doesn't have any, any history with Dutch uh, in the original script. It's mm. just and this CIA guy who's accompanying along and telling them what to do. And so they're calling the dead pig Dylan. He says, and then Max says the pig smelled better. Uh, <laughs> no, he says the the pig smells the same as Dylan, but is better looking than Dylan. <laughs> wow. And uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, they're just going overboard with like the, the, the terrible interpersonal stuff. I think it's enough to have the team freaking out because they're being hunted by an alien killer. Right. Um, not to you don't have to throw another layer of animosity in there and just kind of hateful behavior mm-hmm. yeah that's a, a once again a good um edit to the original script mm-hmm. i think and adding in the backstory with with dylan and and uh, dutch is good. dylan 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 um, adds a little layer of character de- character development um that mm-hmm. i think is is helps the story helps the us follow along yeah. with the characters yeah all right. Well, uh, have we done it? Have we analyzed? I think the this last minute? thing we have to do is update the uh, kill count. Oh, so, what do you have yes. on the kill count so far? Excellent. Yeah, we're gonna go up to. We were at ninety-four for a while. Ninety-four. Ninety-four. And now we're gonna count the pig because we mm-hmm. counted the scorpion, and this pig died a, a <laughs> like outrageous, fantastical death. So probably we, a heroic death in. <laughs> Pig lore, yeah. just its tale will be told for many, many moons afterwards. Statues about of this pig back in the pig land. Right. Yeah. Uh, do you, so, you want to um, go ahead? Oh, I was just break say, down so whether gonna, it's a good guy or a bad guy. I mean, what's your take? I'm, I'm going to say this pig is a good guy. You're going to say it's a good guy. I mean, why Ooh, not? Fire. I mean, the pig was just out there doing pig yeah. stuff, hunting around, you know, his little pig brain. He doesn't know, like, Maybe he heard Mac talking and rustling around and he just thought it was food. So he's he's not out there with like malicious intent. He's just out there with his pig instincts trying to find dinner. Um, or maybe he wasn't even looking for dinner. Maybe it was uh, self-preservation. But I I, uh, I think the, the pig, at the very least, <laughs> I would say he's around neutral. <laughs> okay if we had a neutral category he'd go neutral but yeah you're saying he's leaning more uh good guy than bad guy which makes it even more sadder yeah so that's where i'm at i don't know do you feel the same way yeah initially i had him labeled as bad because i was thinking well he's clearly attacking mac but we don't know if he was scared by the flare into it or just his natural fight or flight instinct all this pig's life has been to take on all challengers no matter the um the yeah. size of the opponent or the you know the weaponry in their hands so he's just he went out like a, a brave pig yeah i think so i uh i have to go back to what is the wild pig's intent and i ah, you know what's I, its motivation what's its motivation <laughs> i don't think it's i don't think it left its little pig camp with the intent of getting in a fight <laughs> with a human uh, with a knife <laughs> no, no, I didn't wake up that day no. or that evening saying, man, I hope I take on a crazy guy with a big knife. <laughs> well, at the very least, now they have some fresh meat if they want to roast up a little something on the fire. Yeah. yeah. But it's like the Oregon Trail, you know, it's like they killed right. a 200 pound pig, but they can only carry between them, I think, 2,000 pounds. Yeah. 
That's always my, so I think they're going to be fine. That's always my favorite thing to do in Oregon Trail was like go hunting and yeah. kill like 10 elk and a bunch of boars. And it's like, oh, you could only carry 25 pounds. And you just like yeah. laid out 1,500 pounds of animal. But that was your banker. That wasn't five muscle mercenaries in the jungle, I think. Right. They That's could- true take those things pretty much apart pretty easily and make <laughs> right. like a, I don't know, make like a new wagon out of <laughs> the whole pig. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, did we do it? I think so. I think that's all I have. Uh, thanks for adding the, the kill count up and uh, we're going to talk some recommends for the week. What do you have, Jeff? All right. Well, it being October, I have been spending most of my movie watching, uh, watching kind of older. I've been revisiting a lot of, uh, horror films this this year in October Mm -hmm. and I haven't watched a lot of new stuff Um, and so I guess I'll just recommend a couple oldies but goodies I watched recently Um, number one was I did a little well I did a little kind of double my own little double feature and Mm. so and the the loose theme of this double feature was infection and so I started off with uh, 28 days later Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, which is the zombie flick from 2000-something, I think the early 2000s, um, mm-hmm. which I've watched a couple times, but it had been a while, and I really like it. It's an interesting film because it was shot on, it was purposefully shot on like kind of a cheap digital camera, and mm-hmm. so the film itself has this kind of grainy, amateurish look to it, but I feel feel like it kind of helps with the post-apocalyptic vibe that's going on um, with our main character as he tries to navigate this world that he has woken up into. Um, mm-hmm. If you've never seen the, the film, is about a guy who wakes up in a hospital and uh, in London and the, the town is basically desolate um, and we come to find out that there's basically a zombie apocalypse has happened while he was in a coma. Um, and the movie kind of goes from there and yeah holds up I really enjoyed it it was a good watch if you've never seen it or haven't seen it in a while I recommend it okay and then second up in my infection double feature was um, also uh, I think it's late 90s early 2000s Um, I went with a cabin slasher flick called cabin fever Hmm. and this is directed by Eli Roth and okay. it starts out as sort of a classic horror trope storyline where a handful of kids drive out to a cabin uh, for some uh, vacation time that involves, of course, you know, drinking and sex. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, they kind of flip the script on the slasher trope in that, I don't want to spoil it too much, but um, some, some strangers come to the cabin that seem to be very sick. Mm. And their sickness starts to cause a problem in the group and kind of goes from there and it's like a like a good problem a pretty bad problem oh okay <laughs> like the the infection uh starts to spread okay and um so i don't want to i don't give too much away because if anyone out there has not seen it i don't want to spoil it for them but um it's a fun horror movie because it it kind of ticks the boxes on a lot of horror movie tropes, but also uh, kind of subverts your expectations at times. And uh, also has some really good gore effects, 
has some comedy in it. Yeah, it's uh, it was directed by Eli Roth, who has kind of a mixed bag, in my opinion, as a horror director. But he's got a few in there that I do really like, and this is one of them. So check out Cabin Fever if you've never seen it. It was pretty fun. Okay, Cabin Fever. Yeah. What do you got for us on the old recommends? Uh, well, a long time ago, Zach Alphanakis created this web series with Scott Ackerman of Comedy Bang Bang called Between Two Ferns. Have you seen that web series? Yes, and I know what you're going to recommend, and it's on yeah. my queue, but I haven't watched it yet. You have to check it out, yeah. Um, so Between Two Ferns is... They only made, over the last 11 years from when they started, 20 total episodes, and it's Zach Galifianakis sitting between two ferns, hosting <laughs> a hilarious. little tiny talk show where he has a famous guest on, anybody from Bruce Willis uh, to, I can't think of names right now, Barack Obama, yeah, Seinfeld, um, all kinds of celebrities, yeah, Seinfeld, a lot of other comedians, and he's just asking them these painfully horrifically awkward questions and a lot of times they're just like pointed insults at the right. <laughs> they're pointed insults at the guests I, I, I don't have any off the tip of my tongue right now but they're just so funnily bad uh, you just have to check out the web series so I'd recommend checking out bits and pieces of the web series or all 20 episodes it would mm-hmm. be done in about an hour's time but then going over to Netflix and watching the movie Between Two Ferns that was just released last month. I've already watched it twice. I watched it once by myself because I saw it pop up and I had to watch it. Uh, and then Sarah was watching it the other day and I just sat in on it for the first couple minutes and watched the whole thing again. <laughs> so, so good. Uh, the movie, you know, it it still does the thing where it shows lots of these kind of interviews, but then it uses like a road trip movie in between those spaces to explain why he's interviewing so many people. I think it's really well done. Uh, oh. So many more famous people show up on there. It's it's wonderful, and there's I can't wait so many to good, watch it. So many so many good parts to it. If you like that format, mm-hmm. uh, and I would say the absolute best, like some of the pinnacle of comedy to me is just the uh, you stick around for the credits, and they have this awesome gag reel where he's asking the questions, and the guests cannot keep a straight face. Oh my god, I cannot wait! I have to. I, I love a good gag reel. It's I. Yeah. I've gone down the gag reel rabbit hole on YouTube before, mm-hmm. so oh man, you just I'm gonna have yeah, to watch that. Yeah, like some Anchorman gag YouTube. reel or oh. Step Brothers gag reel is like yep. Hall of Fame gag reel for oh, me. Those were Hall of Fame, yeah. Um, yeah. Parks and Rec has some really good gang. Yes, gang oh, reels. Parks and Rec and The Office has each season mm-hmm. has a, 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 like a five to ten minute gag reel for it, and sometimes like even more than that, like twenty minutes of gag reel <laughs> for the later seasons. Oh, it's so good. Have you ever seen uh, Will Ferrell's gag reel on Eastbound and Down? Yes. Uh, yeah, we're talking about Down in My Plums. <laughs> down in My Plums. Yeah, I'm like. <laughs> nobody can keep a straight face oh my yeah. god i love that I'll, if i'm in a in a bad mood i'll just pop that up and it just pulls yeah. me out of it immediately <laughs> yeah but definitely check out between two ferns the movie on netflix nice good thank recommend. Us all right you, uh, thank us when you do mm-hmm. yeah thanks so i think that's it for our plugs where can people find you online jeff oh you can find me on the twitter carl underscore hungus 314 my name is Carl been expert. Yeah, I'm still there, still occasionally tweeting, um, mm-hmm. still occasionally retweeting about the Seahawks. Five mm-hmm. and one, we're All on a right. roll, baby. We're on a roll. Had a good road mm-hmm. win in Cleveland, a convincing mm-hmm. road win. That was great. 
And now we are set up for a home game this weekend against Baltimore Ravens, which I'm oh. very excited for. So if you're listening to this right now, you already know the outcome, but I do mm. not yet. So I can be excited still. Hopefully it's right, good. So s- spoiler alert for the Seahawks game. <laughs> Don't right. call back in the past and tell Jeff how it ended. Yeah. He is ready to see it. He's partying, partying yeah. up. I got the 75-inch 4K just oh. ready to go. Okay, mm. I'm going to have to come over and play some Zelda or watch some sports or something like oh, that or dude, watch it's glorious. a good movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's really cool. <laughs> Sweet. All right, all right. Enough TV talk. Yeah. Uh, if you are curious about how many movies are being covered out there by the movies by uh, by the minute by minute breakdown as we're doing, just head on over to moviesbyminutes.com. It all started off. It is. It all essentially started off with the Star Wars Minute Boys, Alex Robinson and Pete the Retailer, and since then it has blown up. It's just we're going into 141 minute. 141 movies by minutes podcast so far with the latest being the cast and the furious and fright night minute Mm. spooky i love fright night i gotta put that on my october list that's a good revisit yeah that's a good horror comedy like like it it takes itself not seriously at all and it knows exactly what kind of movie it is yeah it's great yeah just yeah, but it, it takes the uh, the scary sequences that they take it seriously. Like I, I think it strikes a good balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a fun one, for sure. Yeah, we we like those multi genre movies, kind of like this one. Yeah, Predator Minute. So if you want to talk about Predator Minute, come over to Facebook. Go to the Predator Minute listeners Palapa. You can find us Target on the Twitter. center of the Palapa. Target the center of the Palapa. <laughs> Target the center of the Palapa. You can find us on the Twitter at Predator Minute, or you can email the show Predator Minute at gmail.com. So for all things Predator Minute, I've been John Zabriskie. And I am Jeff Glover, not Soldier Boy. You. <laughs> you are Jeff Glover. <laughs> and uh, until next time, stick around. Stick around. Then crank back three times from left to right. Soldier boy, I'm in it. Oh. Why me crack it? Why me roll? Why me crack that soldier boy? That Superman. That oh. now why me you? Crack that soldier boy. 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 Now what? Soldier boy, I'm in it. Why me crack it? Why me roll? Why me crack that?